fellowship together with, the, with one another as the fire comes down. Amen. Milk and honey flowing. That is where I'm going. Canaan land is just inside. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you what, somebody's been negligent this morning. I don't have my bulletin. Amen. Who's? I got to have a bulletin. Amen. Thank you, Sambo. Whoever usually gets my bulletin, you're fired. Praise the Lord. Okay, well, I can't blame, I can't, amen, hold it, hold him responsible if he's not here, amen. Work night shift last night, bless his heart. Amen, good to be in the Lord's house today, isn't it, church? Amen. Praise God, I can't think of anywhere that I would rather be than right here, uh, gathered together on the Lord's day with my church family, hallelujah. We appreciate your presence on this cold, rainy uh, January day. Amen. But that's all right. It may be cold outside, but it can be warm in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we do appreciate your presence. Appreciate uh, you being here today. Most of all, let's just pray that the Lord manifest his presence in our midst. Amen. If he shows up, it'll be a good service. If he doesn't, we might as well stay at the house. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, this is the last Sunday of January. Does it seem possible that we've already got a month behind us in 2023? Well, we, we let's not uh, count our chickens before they hatch. The Lord could come back before February, couldn't he? Amen. The trumpet could sound, uh, and uh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. So uh, praise the Lord. Uh, he may not come. Uh, in January, but uh, well, I tell you, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he didn't come before 2023 is over. Uh, amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. That's my prayer, and I know that it is yours as well. Uh, okay, just by way of announcement, uh, well, let me just say this before I get into the announcements. I don't know if you saw or not, but uh, last night um, uh, there was... Um, 
uh, a drone attack in Iran, and they don't know for sure, but uh, but uh, they're saying there's a good possibility that it is an Israeli attack, and uh, that's very significant. Uh, amen. And and uh, amen. I'll tell you what. If uh, just just hearing about it all my life, and I'm I'm so I was so blessed to to grow up around. Uh, godly men especially in the realm of bible prophecy and and things as such but boy just the things i heard growing up you couldn't paint it any more clear than what it is like right now as far as the world scene is concerned and uh, friend if you're not ready you better get ready because uh, it won't be too long for it'll be too late amen so uh, amen time to make preparation is before the storm hits uh, amen. amen, and uh, so we need to be preparing, prepare to meet our God, because as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment, uh, that's one appointment you're not going to be able to cancel or postpone, uh, but uh, you will stand before the Lord and give an account for the life that you've lived, amen, and I want him to be, I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, notice it didn't say perfect, <laughs> Because if it did, we'd all be in trouble, wouldn't we? But we can be imperfect, but we can still be found faithful. And that is my desire. All right, just by way of announcements, deacon and trustees, I do need to have a meeting with you this afternoon. 4.30, uh, let's, no later than 4.45, but let's be here as close to 4.30 as possible as we begin working uh, on our annual business. Again, just this is a more of a preliminary meeting. Uh, uh, amen, just to try to get the ball rolling, uh, but you pray for us as we begin uh, trying to uh, conduct the Lord's business decently and in order, amen. Uh, all right, also, and boy, I'm looking forward to this, I'm so excited, a soup and grilled cheese fellowship tonight after services, isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah, boy, we'll have the biggest Sunday night crowd tonight than we've had uh, in months, Amen. No, I'm just kidding. We do want you. We do want you here. We want you to come, and uh, and uh, just enjoy that time of fellowship. You say, preacher, if you promise not to preach too long, I'll come. Well, just remember, I'm on a diet, and I'll be hungry, so you might get what you wished. For Hallelujah. So, no, I am eating, brother. You, Amen. I, I, I I'm ready. Go ahead, Hall. Amen. We need a couple more G grilled cheese grillers, whatever you want to call that, a griddle or amen. But we need something to grill these sandwiches on. So uh, again, and uh, we're asking you to bring um, uh, soup, cornbread, drink, or dessert. So, or all of the, the above. Can I get a witness today? Do remember next uh, Sunday, next Sunday afternoon, it'll be the first Sunday of the month. So we will... Um, uh, have choir practice as we're doing that the first Sunday of every month, 4.30 p.m. Also, the first Sunday of the month, we'll be taking up our youth offering. So remember, youth offering as well as choir practice uh, next Lord's Day. Remember this. Um, all right, by way of prayer requests, 
Let's continue to remember Brother Matt, Matt Cutshaw in prayer, uh, as well as Reconciliation min Ministries. Again, we don't give these requests out just uh, uh, as a mere formality, but when we do so, we need, to, we need to remember each one in prayer. Amen? So pray for Matt. Pray for Reconciliation Ministries. Uh, Miss Lula Cutshaw needs our prayers. Pray for Brother Sam, as Brother Sam has to be at the hospital bright and early. Are you supposed to be there at 6 in the morning, right? Amen. So uh, pray for Sam. How many of you are going to pray for Sam? Uh, amen. And then also, that's tomorrow, and then Tuesday, Miss Linda, amen, is having uh, surgery as well. So how many of you are going to pray for Miss Linda? Now, yours is more afternoon, is that right? You don't know yet. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, let's be remembering Miss Linda in prayer uh, for her surgery. Also, remember... LV niece in prayer, continue to remember him, remember Uncle Kenny uh, and his health, pray for, uh, amen, John Whitaker, this is Pat Price's uh, uh, brother, uh, remember him in prayer, also Bob and the entire Price, Price family, continue to remember Danielle Owens in prayer, um, continue to pray for, um, uh, uh, let's see, Anthony Knight, uh, Brother, any update? Not Aunt Michael. I'm sorry, brother. Any update there, brother? Amen. Sure. Amen. Yeah, remember Michael in prayer, and it's always good to see him. Also, hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you nowadays, uh, insurance approval is something to be thankful for, isn't it? My goodness, so pray for uh, Michael, Miss Joanne, remember her in prayer. Also, pray for a um, uh, former pastor of mine, Melvin Aiken, some health issues that he's going through. Also, um, we need to remember Tabernacle Baptist Church. It's the uh, uh, church where Dr. Harold Seitler founded and pastored for years. It's where I graduated from Bible colleges as they are currently without a pastor. Their pastor, Joel Logan, uh, he resigned. Uh, pray for him as his daughter is having some very, very serious health issues. I believe they've taken her to Chicago. So uh, remember remember uh, Tabernacle Baptist Church and those ministries as well as uh, their former pastor, Joel Logan, in prayer. Also pray for uh, Buford Metcalf pastor of uh, Piney Grove Freeville Baptist Church. Remember him in prayer, uh, health-wise. Amen. Uh, continue to uh, remember my dad. Pray for him. Pray for mom and dad as they're going to be traveling, uh, going to the beach for a month. Amen. Now, I, don't, I, I don't care how you pray for them. Amen. That's up to you. Amen. Pray for blessing or cursing, just whichever one. Uh, amen. I would pray for a hurricane, but that don't happen this time of year normally. Uh, maybe a snowstorm. Wouldn't that be all right? Go to the beach and get a foot of snow. Wouldn't? Uh, whatever. Amen. Remember them in prayer. 
Hallelujah. Pray for uh, my brother-in-law, Chris uh, McCoy. We need to remember him in prayer as he still, um, he has a, a UTI that has to be cleared up before they can do that biopsy. So remember him. I'm sure you've got requests that you'd like to uh, add to the prayer list today. You do so at this time. Yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Mm. Amen. Remember Barbara Caldell in prayer. Someone else? Yes, sir, brother. Wow. Mm. Oh, bless her heart. Amen. Amen. Good to have her brother back with us today. Amen. Uh, that's always a good sign. Visitor comes back. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Pray for this family. Uh, any others today? Mama. Amen. Praise the Lord. Friend of Miss Linda in Honduras, uh, whose wife needs the Lord. Uh, do you believe God can answer our prayers from Greenville for people all the way on the other side of the world? I believe that, don't you? Amen. Other prayer needs today. Okay, Kicks, little Kicks is sick this morning. Certainly miss him when he's not here. He's got, he just got over strep throat and now he's sick again. Daniel, do you have one, brother? Or what? Okay, I'm sorry. That's right. Men, Robert, uh, those who are uh, homeless, uh, those who are lost, amen. I'll tell you what. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Our, amen. <laughs> amen. We need to pray. We need to pray for those who are lost. Um, their souls are lost, but those who have just lost their way, and uh, that could certainly relate to every aspect of our society right now. Amen. Uh, I guarantee it, brother. Amen. We don't need to turn a blind eye to darkness. Amen. Amen. We need to let our light shine in it. Because that's the only hope uh, darkness has, is light. And we're the only light that exists in this world. The light of God's people. Somebody else today? Amen. Remember the state of Minnesota uh, and other states that are just uh, going extreme liberal in their ideologies. Go ahead, Tyler. 
Remember Janice King? Amen. 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 Remember Tyler in prayer. Don't you? Aren't you appreciative of the work God's done in his life? Amen. Amen. And just his continued desire. Boy, I, I, I believe that if we uh, if we uh, make the Lord the the, uh, the delight of our life, then He'll give us the desires of our heart. Of course, the desires of our heart uh, must be in line with. With, with his desires. But uh, amen. When we just continue to keep our eyes on him, he'll help us. Amen. I'm proud of Tyler. Appreciate the growth. I see growth in him just continuously. But the old devil's not uh, pleased with it. And he's going to do everything he can to, to cause us to stumble. Uh, but when it, not, not if we do, but when we stumble. We got to just get back up and keep going. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any others today? Amen. Yes. Amen. Wow. Amen. Bless his heart. Amen. Chase Knight. Amen. Remember him. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow. Amen. Remember this uh, fella. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you the kind of person that when somebody has a need spiritually or they're confused and uh, need to know which way to go and where to turn, are you the kind of person that they would come to because of the light that they see shining in your life? Amen. There's, there's a lot of people out there right now that are searching for truth and are looking for an answer to what they're going through and facing and we need to be uh, that lighthouse yeah. amen that, that that the one they can turn to to point them in the right direction amen all right any other prayer needs today yeah
continue to remember Logan's family and then Jessica Johnson. Anyone else? Remember this child, Reagan Brown. Anyone else? Unspoken request today by the uplifted hand. Again, let's pray for our lost friends and, and family members and uh, pray for our nation. We need to pray for America. Uh, pray for all of the crises going on, on around the world. Amen. And just pray that... Uh, I heard just a, a snippet of Dad's Sunday school uh, lesson today, but boy, we need zeal. Amen? Jesus said, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. We ought to be eat up with a zeal for Jesus. Amen. All right, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Scholar, will you lead us in prayer, brother? Thank you, Father, today, God, for this time that we can just assemble ourselves together, Lord. Uh, Father, in one mind and one accord, Father. Uh, Lord, thank you, God, for this place and what it means to us. Thank you, Lord, for your sanctuary, God. And Lord, I pray. I thank you, Lord, for the dwelling place of God. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful, God, Lord, that we just don't have to come to church to experience your presence. Lord, we take it with us. But, oh, God, I do believe, Lord, that the, that the, uh, the congregation and the assembly, God, of, uh, of the local church, God, is your method. It's your formula for doing the work of God. Lord, I pray, God, you bless our service, God, remove any hindrance and distraction. Lord, I pray you give us wisdom and discernment and guidance, Lord. Father, don't let the devil confuse us, Lord, or lead us astray. But Father, Lord, we don't want to walk out of the service today and say that uh, we missed it, or Lord, we left it on the table, or Lord, we shortchanged you through our worship, God. Lord, I pray that we would just uh, make sure that, uh, Lord, we walk hand in hand with thee today. Uh, Lord, thank you, Father, for uh, everyone that's here. Bless every need, God. Uh, Lord, whatever need exists, Lord, in the hearts and lives of your people, would you bring it to pass. God, if there might be one today who is lost, save them before it's too late. God, I pray, God, that you would, uh, Lord, that, that your favor would upon the uh, United Baptist Church. Bless other churches of like faith, God, who are congregated today. Uh, Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd help uh, the men of God, Lord, help myself and other preachers as we stand behind your sacred desk and faithfully declare thyself, Lord. God, I pray today that you bless these prayer requests. I pray for Matt. I pray, Lord, that you bless uh, Reconciliation Ministries. I pray, Father, for Lula. Pray for Brother Sam. Uh, Lord, I pray for Miss Linda. I pray for LV. 
I pray, God, for Uncle Kenny. I pray, Lord, that you bless uh, John Whitaker. I pray for Bob Price. I pray for Chris McCoy. I pray for Daniel Owen. I pray for uh, Dr. Aiken, Lord, and Joe Logan. And, uh, that family bless uh, Tabernacle Baptist Church, Lord. I pray for Buford Metcalf. Lord, I pray for uh, Reagan Brown. I pray for Lynn Harrison. Bless him. Uh, Lord, we could just go on and on and on. I pray for Barbara Caudill. I pray for Isabel. I pray for Daisy. And uh, Lord, I pray for Kicks. I pray for the homeless, Lord. I pray for Janice King and Chase Knight. I pray for Logan's family, Lord. Jessica Johnson. Uh, Lord, Reagan Brown, Father, Lord. I pray for Michael Knight. I pray for Miss Joanne. Lord, all who are sick and hurting. Oh, God, continue to bless your people, Lord, as we continue to submit ourselves to thee. God, move in our midst today. Bless during the worship hour and seize us in your special presence and an outpouring of high praise and glory. God, we praise you, Father, for what you do. In Jesus' name, We'll receive our Sunday morning offering at this time. If we could have a couple ushers come. Also, I need uh, two children. I need two kiddos. There's both of them. Amen. All right. Thank you. Again, they are receiving our special children's missionary offering. Today is the last opportunity you have to give to missions So you, before the month's over. So give as the Lord would have you to. Uh, amen. Tyler, you lead us in prayer, brother. Let's all stand and turn to page 40 in your gold hymnals, page 40. I'm thankful I've got somebody to lean on, and his name is Jesus Christ. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms what a blessedness what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms leaning leaning and secure from all alarm leaning on Jesus leaning on Jesus Thank you. all help to in this pilgrim way leaning on the everlasting arms oh how bright the path grows from day to day leaning on the everlasting arms leaning leaning safe and secure from all 
on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the Sing it out now. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all alarm. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. Turn to 564. This was requested this morning. And we'll sing this, uh, this I believe. I bet I know who requested it. Anthony. No, it wasn't you. Okay. Amen. 564. He keeps me singing. Amen. I love this song. We ought to have a song in our heart. Amen. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low, fear not I am with thee, peace be still, in all of life's ebb and flow, sing, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my Keeps me singing as I go on the second now. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings. Stirred the slumbering chords again. Sing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I on the third now, feasting on the riches of His grace, resting neath His sheltering wing, always looking on His yeah, man, thank God that is. And sing, sing, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. On the last now, soon he's coming back to. Welcome me far beyond the starry sky. I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him. I'll sing it out now. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know fills my singing as I go.
Amen. Boy, no other name like the name of Jesus. You can be seated. Uh, praise the Lord. All right. Sarah, do you have anything? All right. Miss Sarah's going to come sing for us today. Love, Miss Sarah. nice to be here this morning. Yeah, I praise yeah. God for everything he's doing in my life and the life of those ones that I, I love so much. And um, I'm just going to sing something that nothing new I wasn't planning to sing. So All right. Promise. So. Bless her, Lord. Life is easy when you're upon the mountain. And you got peace of mind that you. Bless her, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Bless her, Lord. Amen. Amen. I just love. I just love God this morning. Amen. I thank you for it. I thank him for giving me this opportunity. Amen. This week I I was looking through some books and I just thank him. Uh, I was looking and I seen through the pages of all my friends that had gone on and there were so many of them. I was counting some in this church. Oh, yeah. And I counted about 29 wow. since, since I came here. Wow. That's a lot of people since I came here, but it's almost going in 12 years. Wow. Then I look at some places where I've been before, and I pretty much the same amount. Mm. And then you wonder. Sometimes I do. I don't know about you. How great God is. Amen. How he keeps us Amen. going. Amen, That's good. How he keeps us going. I, I don't know why. You know, I mean, just imagine all these many people. I'm still here. Amen. And it's just such a privilege. When the preacher called me and said, you got something. Amen. I'll do the best I can. That's right. That's what he asked to Sarah. That's wonderful. And he just, he just overwhelms me. Amen. He just really, if you love the Lord, just to be so happy when you walk through those doors. Amen. It is amazing. <coughs> it's just amazing the wonderful things that he does. Amen. I was just listening this morning. Like I always do get up in the mornings really early and I pray. I'm a son asleep. I'm, I'm upstairs doing my reading and my stuff. And, and I was just looking around and 
this and the one before then I come up the TV on and this preacher was saying about how wonderful God is yeah. and yeah. how the hands of Lord is everywhere and I yeah. said I, I tell him I say Alma did you hear that he said there's no doubt yeah. it is everywhere yes that's good Sarah and we should praise him and giving him all the glory. You don't, you just don't understand sometimes all the yeah. things that he does. Oh, he is so good. good. You have all the privilege in, in the world to praise God here and everywhere you go. Yeah. It is free. It don't cost you anything. <laughs> just to say thank you, Jesus, for being here, for the life you gave for how you have blessed my home and my family and my yeah. children. And it's just not the thing that he's doing now, but what he's going to do. Yeah. Just keep on praising. Good. I love him this morning. Praise God. Life Lord. is easy when you're upon the mountain and you got peace of mind. Like you never know, but when things change and you down in the valley, don't lose faith, for you never alone. And the God of the Amen. Let me go low on this. For the God of the mountain, he's still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he makes them right. And the God of the good time, he's still God in the the God of the day, he's still God oh, in the true. night. We talk of faith when we're up on the mountain, but talk of when life is oh, best, so now it's down. In the valley, trials and temptations, that's when the faith really put us to death. And the God of the good time is still God. Bless For the God of the mountain, He's still God in the valley. Yeah. When things go wrong, he makes them right. And the God of the good time, he's still God in the battle. The God of the day, he's still God of the night. Right. You know, I really didn't. I used to sing this a little better, but you could tell that I had gotten old. <laughs> I forget things. I put words where they're not supposed to be. But one time, I need a tissue. Bless her, boy. 
one time uh, I had this dream and I was singing this song and I had stopped in the middle of my song just to talk to the people. So I really didn't know this song was in the book and I went out and I told them I needed to take it, uh, find me a tailor. So I learned it. Not that I'm a singer, nothing like that. I just love to praise God. Yeah. It was something that I learned from my mom. My mom was always singing, 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 whatever she went, she said. Yeah. And I, I know the preacher don't have that much time to preach about it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was growing up, back in the hills, she would take me to pick coffee in the fields and it was raining, it was nasty, she was singing. And that's where I learned most of my things. She was always hey, hey. And uh, teach your children how to enjoy life, how, to, had, how to sing, how to praise God. Yeah, they yeah. will never forget it. Hey. But this is the song that I was looking for. Miss uh, Grace was playing in the other night. So long, I search for life's meaning. It's laid by the world of my, my green. Then the door of my prison was opened by love for the ransom was paid, I am free. Yeah. Oh, I'm free from the fears yeah. of tomorrow. I'm free, free from the guilt of my past. For I traded my shadow yeah. Yeah. for a glorious the Lord free alas oh I'm free from the guilt that I carried from the door empty light I set free for when I made Jesus he made me complete oh I forgot the foolish child I used to be. Oh, I'm free from the fears of tomorrow. I'm free from the guilt of my past. For when I met Jesus, he made me complete. Oh, I forgot the foolish child I used to be. Oh, I'm free from the fears of tomorrow. I'm free from the guilt of my past. For I traded my shackle for a glorious sun. 
just never know what Miss Sarah's going to do or sing. But I like it. Don't you go ahead, Michelle. Yes, we sure will. We will do that at the end of the service. Don't let me forget. We'll have special prayer for Brother Sam and Miss Linda. Amen. And their surgery. Amen. Praise God. Well, aren't you glad you're free this morning? Amen. I'm not looking to be made free. I have been made free. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I think we shared something about that the other day. I mean, uh, listen, if you've uh, if the if the warden of the jails come in and unlocked the door and opened it, and you're still living in there, that's up that's on you. That, that's not on the jailer, amen. But I'm afraid there's a lot of folk that's that's uh, content uh, with bondage when God has given them past tense liberation. Amen. Praise God. Boy, I like that. Hallelujah. I love you, Sarah. I appreciate you. Anything you ask Sarah, Sarah to do, she's going to do it with her whole heart. And that's the way we should do everything uh, in our service and obedience. Not unto one another, but unto Him. Amen. We're not doing it. I'm not, I'm not preaching today to you, or for you. I'm preaching for Him. Amen. Praise God. All right, Isaiah. The book of Isaiah 28. I covet your prayers today. I tell you, just been studying the Bible. Love studying the Bible, but like I said, sometimes it comes easier than it does at others. And the devil really give me a fit this morning on what to preach. But this is where we settle. This is where we'll be, and we'll just let the Lord take care of the rest. Amen. Let me make one note real quick. Stand in reverence to God's Word, if you will. Isaiah 28, 9 through 13. Isaiah 28, 9 through 13. The Bible says here, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand? What's that next word? Okay. Uh, Say that again. All right. That's that, you know, in our day, that's considered to be uh, a taboo or a negative word in Christian circles. But it is a biblical word. And boy, I was just looking today and providing some proof texts for the word doctrine. And it's over and over and over again, especially in Paul's writing, the word doctrine is used. Then that, or them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. For with stammering lips and other tongues will will he speak to this people. Now don't get nervous there. I'm going to help you before the service is over. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing 
yet they would not hear. It was a problem in Isaiah's day, and it's a problem in our day as well. People just don't want to hear. Amen? But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. With the Lord's help today, I want to preach on this thought, is the Word of God enough? Is the Word of God enough? Father in heaven, I love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege to be here. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help, Father, us to uh, perform your will for this service. And God, um, to the best of our ability, we're where we believe you'd have us to be. Uh, Lord, help us to remember we're nothing more than a, than a messenger and a deliverer. Uh, God, I am not the truth you are. My words are not the truth yours are. So God, I pray that you'd help us to speak the truth. And Lord, just uh, let, it, uh, let it be what it is. Let God be true and every man a liar. And Father, I pray that we would be content and satisfied with the truths of your word. And Father, bless today and Lord, encourage our hearts challenge us in our uh, pursuit of the Word of God. Lord, we're going to praise you today and thank you for who you are and what you do. If there might be one amongst us who is lost and has never been saved, help them uh, to give their lives to you before it's too late. Honor your Word, exalt your Son by way of your humble servant. In Jesus' name we pray all God's people said. Amen. How many of you, you may be seated, how many of you are going to pray for your preacher this morning? Amen. I need it. Amen. In this chapter, we find a strong indictment that is given against, against the people of God because of the negative attitude that they had towards the Word of God. Now, these verses we know were written in a similar uh, time as the words that we've been studying in Jeremiah's prophecy on Wednesday night. Isaiah and Jeremiah were contemporaries with each other. Uh, they probably knew one another. And uh, there are very many similarities between the writings of Isaiah and the writings of Jeremiah. Certainly when Isaiah wrote the words that are before us here today, Judah was in great danger of falling in under the fury of God's wrath and judgment as a result of her sin. And uh, there were very many sins specific sins that the people of God in both Isaiah and Jeremiah's day were guilty of. For instance, one of the sins Isaiah mentioned in the verses that come right before, again, as we study the Word of God within context. And when I say context, I'm talking about what either comes before or what is written afterwards. You know, you can take the Bible and make it say anything you want to say. In one passage it says that Judas went and hung himself. And then somewhere else in the Bible it says, Go thou and do likewise. You know, if you put them together, you can come up with something there, can't you? Amen. But God's Word is to be studied within its context. And uh, look with me at verse number 7 and 8 of Isaiah chapter number 28. The Bible says, But they also have erred through wine, through strong drink, they're out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred 
through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness so that there is no place clean. So here, things had gotten so bad in Jerusalem and in Judah that even the priests and the prophets had become nothing more than slopping drunks. <laughs> Who would rather consume alcohol than they would drink spiritually from the truths of the Word of God. Uh, well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Hallelujah. Notice how at the end of verse 7, the Bible says that they are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble, stumble in judgment. Simply put, their obsession with alcohol was causing the senses of their vision, their judgment and discernment to be impaired. And certainly we know that the conditions that are described for us in Isaiah 28, 7 are, are natural effects and consequences, uh, amen, uh, amen, that, that occur because of the extreme consumption uh, of alcohol that it will have upon a person. Of course, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've ever been drunk. Uh, kind of like if, when the preacher asked, uh, uh, asked uh, how many had went to jail and, and the entire congregation raised their hand, hallelujah. So we will not do that today. Uh, but I do believe that the condition described in verse 7 through, uh, verse, excuse me, verses 9 through 13 of our text is just as bad, just as severe, and just as detrimental to the one who is intoxicated. Refer, as is referred to in verses 7 and 8. Uh, and by that I'm talking about somebody who is, whose spiritual discernment, their vision and their judgment to make uh, rash, or excuse me, to make rational decisions and logical and reasonable choices. Uh, amen. It has become impaired. Amen. I'm talking about a state of spiritual drunkenness today. Amen. Uh, do you know that it's just as bad to be spiritually intoxicated as it is to be physically inebriated? Amen. And friend, as I consider the condition of our society today, I, I see just as much spiritual drunkenness permeating our Christian and religious circles as I do those who live in a state of physical drunkenness. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, amen. You study the, the disciples and, uh, amen, they at times became so overwhelmed and overcome by the Holy Spirit that uh, the worldly crowd thought they were, uh, they were intoxicated. And the Bible says, Be ye not uh, 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 drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And if you ever know what it is to be filled with the Spirit, by the way, to be filled with the Spirit is to be controlled by the Spirit. Amen. But listen, uh, and may I say, there's nothing wrong with being filled with the Spirit as long as it's decent and, or decent and in orderly. Amen. Uh, as long as it's real, authentic, and legitimate rather than being some sensational show that more resembles a WWE wrestling match. Uh, then it does a church worship service. Can I get a witness? Amen. 
But all of this shaking, uh, gyrating, convulsing, and wallowing around on the ground like a wild animal that we see in our day, all in the name of Jesus, more resembles a Hindu chakra and kundalini experience than it does true biblical worship. I won't charge extra for that. Remember that just because it's real does not mean it's right. And a lot of what, may, what is going on in the name of worship in our churches today, it may be do, done through the influence of Satan and through the power of a familiar spirit rather than being done through the influence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But back to our text. Don't get nervous, amen. I'm trying to help you. But back to our text, I'm afraid that what we're seeing in our day, not just in the world, but in Christian circles and religious circles, it is a condition of spiritual intoxication and spiritual impairment that is being sent by none other than God Himself because His people have become dissatisfied with His Word. And we've rejected the foundation of truth, which is the Word of God. Amen. I'm telling you, when you, when you are... When you're not satisfied or content with the real thing, God will let you have something fake and something artificial and counterfeit. And, and for everything God does, the devil has a counterfeit for. Amen. And for every truth of God's Word, the devil has a lie. And what I found uh, in my lifetime is that people are much more inclined to believe a, a lie than they are to believe the truth. I mean, you you know, uh, I mean, you get some sensational fella that 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 looks like uh, he comes straight off GQ magazine. He has the gift of gab, and boy, I mean, he just knows how to. He is a smooth talk, talker, kind of like a used car sales. Y'all got to give me a break because Dad's gonna be out of town for a month, so I gotta uh, I gotta get it while I can. Hallelujah, Amen. But uh, hey, hey, listen. Uh, you know what I mean, amen, the, just, I mean, can talk the talk, uh, amen, and, 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 and looks the part, and uh, I mean, he's just the proverbial Pied Piper, and, and friend, if, if people uh, fall in love with him to the point that he could tell them that the sky's purple and they'd believe it, amen, and they will accept a lie before they would ever receive the truth. Amen. Preachers, Christians, uh, amen, and even pastors who are seemingly in under the influence in our day. Amen. Not by the Holy Ghost, but a spirit of blindness that has their senses of judgment, discernment, and direction totally impaired. Amen. Churches that seem to be absolutely jam-packed with People who are in under what may be a forerunner to the strong delusion that will be so prominent during the tribulation. I'm not sure we're seeing strong delusion yet, but friend, we're seeing a forerunner to it. And it ought to terrify you. Uh, amen. And it ought to cause you to, to want to get close to God, lest you yourself be deceived. Now, it's isn't a shout message, but you need to hear it today. Amen. You're vulnerable of being deceived. Uh, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much Bible you know. I don't care what title that you, you hold or what, 
what position you have, what kind of reputation as being the most uh, literate and, and knowledgeable and educated person in the church. You better watch out or you'll be led astray. Amen. You, you'll, you'll be deceived by error. Your flesh is... You know what we are? We're sheep. And uh, I've never had a pet sheep, but I've always been told sheep are dumb. They're stupid. Now, they don't have common sense. It's just they're stubborn. Oh, stupid, st- stupid, stubborn sheep. That reminds me of myself. Amen. In other words, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be satisfied with uh, dwelling in, in the confines of the sheepfold and under the watch care of the shepherd. But I just want to wander away and I'm easily led astray by some wolf that comes and manifests himself in sheep's clothing. Amen. Looks the part. Not everything that glitters is gold, brother. Amen. And what we need today in the church of the living God is a spirit of discernment that is becoming harder and harder to find. I'm talking about God's sheep being led astray by the wolves and the hirelings that, that have penetrated and infiltrated the sheep. Do you know it's the responsibility of the shepherd to, to protect the confines of the sheepfold? You need to pray for your shepherd that I would have the discernment to be able to identify dangers. Amen? And that I might be able to see... Uh, amen? Listen, I, I want to see our church grow. And thank God for it. You know, Miss Sarah was talking about our church, and boy, have we not lost. I mean, goodness. I mean, we have lost, and not just people, but I'm talking about stalwarts. Uh, amen. And, and you know, you look, at, you look at who we've lost as far as the foundational pillars of this church. It'd be easy for us to, to wonder, how in the world are we still going? But thank God for who God's raised up. And thank God that, hey, we may not be the biggest church in Greene County, and we may not be the most popular church in Greene County, but we're still here. Uh, amen. The presence of God still meets with us. Uh, amen. We're still a light shining in the world of darkness. And God's given us a job to do, and we've got to continue to do it until Jesus comes. And thankful for our church. But I'm telling you, uh, the devil, you know, one of our stalwarts, Brother Pee Wee Barm, uh, used to say this. He said, uh, Amen. He don't, you don't want everybody to be a part of your There's some people you don't want to be a part of your church. Amen. And after 16 years of pastor, I've said, Amen, brother, you're right. Amen. Those old timers uh, knew something, didn't they? And especially when I was young, amen. And boy, them, them old, old fogies, amen, they just, they just, uh, they, 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 they're not willing to get out of their tradition. But I'm thankful for every one of them because we're here today because of who they were and the stand they took. We need discernment. I have no idea where I'm going this morning. <laughs> Just trying to mind the Lord. People who used to be strong adherents to the faith. Preachers who used to preach it straight. And Christians who used to be trustworthy and dependable in their doctrinal beliefs. But now 
uh, almost seemed to be under some kind of spiritual spell or zombie-like curse or something. Am I preaching a foreign language this morning? See, I'm telling you, friends, when you look at what our modern uh, day Christians and religious society has devolved into in our modern day, you'd almost be able to accurately describe it as being like the walking dead or something. A world full of Christians, preachers, and pastors who are walking around like zombies who come out of some sci-fi movie or the Twilight Zone or something. Now some of y'all are too young to know what the Twilight Zone is. I think I even played the introduction one time. You say, preacher, what kind of effect did it have? Amen, you spent the rest of the service like a bunch of zombies. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if the days that you and I are living in today are not perilous times. Uh, amen. Paul described to, to young Timothy, uh, amen, illustrating what the last days would be like. A time of danger. Spiritual danger. And vulnerability like never has existed. We're living in perilous times. Uh, amen. Their danger is so much to where if it were possible, even the elect might very well be deceived and led astray. Friend, your family's vulnerable. Amen. I've had to learn some hard lessons about how important it is for us to protect this flock, to make sure we filter what kind of influences we allow to enter into this church. Amen. Because I'm telling you, uh, our flesh uh, is vulnerable to be led astray by the wrong influences. And you pray for your pastor and the other uh, leadership of our church that we would have discernment regarding that. Boy, I'll tell you what, the great apostasy, amen, the falling away described in the condition of the last days. How many of you believe we're living in a in a great falling away. Amen. But you know, I always view that to be Christians. You know, lay people. But you know what I'm seeing today? I'm seeing preachers and pastors who are falling away from the faith. Amen. They're forsaking the truths and the principles of the Word of God in favor of this demonic garbage that has come on the scene so rapidly. And that's what scares me, is just how quickly the devil is introducing. I mean, he's just pumping uh, the religious circles of the church today full with what amounts to demonic garbage. Amen. And you say, uh, what I'm seeing is a full-blown epidemic of God's men. And friend, the health of the church is dependent upon the health of God's men. You need to pray for men of God. You need to pray for preachers and pastors, Brother Josh, myself, and other men. Because I'm telling you, there's more pressure on us today to compromise than there ever has been. Amen. You know, uh, if you can't attain a celebrity status by preaching the truth, and boy, have I found that to be the case. Amen. I, you... you Amen. If you're going to be a... Uh, and, and let me ask you, where do you see in the Bible that God's ever called preachers to be celebrities? The who's who? Amen. You need to keep your eyes off the preacher. 
You need to be careful about developing a, a, a mentality of preacher worship. You know, that existed back in Paul's day. Some said, well, I'm a Paul. And others said, I'm a Paulus. Listen, we all are of Jesus. And the preacher is just the instrument that God uses to, to feed you and point you to, where, to the words of the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus. Amen. Sometimes today, church people can't see Jesus because they're so infatuated with the preacher. And the reason they're so infatuated with the preacher is because the preacher wants them to be infatuated with him. You know what a, a, a man of God's prayer ought to be every time he stands before behind the pulpit? Hide me behind the cross so that, sirs, we should, would see Jesus. Amen? The Bible says it's better to put your confidence in God rather than to put your confidence in men. And there's a whole lot of preacher worship going on in our day. Following the Pied Piper. Oh my, I never knew I'd go in this direction. I ain't that pretty, hallelujah. Hey, they've had to compromise. Sell out and find something more appealing to the senses and the allurements of the flesh that will draw a crowd, make them popular, and allow them to attain, attain the public platform they crave through their lustful ambitions. You know, that's what a lot of preachers look for. They're looking for a platform. Amen? You know what you ought to be looking for? A footstool so you can wash somebody's feet. My, my. A platform. They crave popularity. And if that ain't it, maybe even more likely they have to keep things exciting, keep things entertaining, and keep things stirred up through sensationalism that keeps the money train flowing and the filthy lucre of this world running into their pockets. The realm of religion is big business. But that don't mean it's God's business. He said that He ought not make his house, uh, a house of merchandise. Amen. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll uh, heal you if you'll give me so much money. Uh, amen. I, we'll go through deliverance, but, there, but there's an upfront fee of $1,000. Amen. Amen. So we can... Uh, uh, amen. What happens when you go to a doctor's... A consultation. Praise God, I'm in the wrong business, hallelujah. $1,000 a session, man, a lie. Listen, one thing I've learned in 16 years of pastoring, if you're going to stay true to the Scriptures and if you're going to build your ministry uh, on the fundamental truths of the Word of God, you're, going to have, you're not going to be popular. Amen? You may very well not have a big platform and you most likely won't get rich or wealthy. Amen? And every... Man of God who starts out has to make a decision at some point in time in their ministry. I hope you understand today that this pulpit, there's power in this pulpit. This is a place of influence. This is a place to where men can use their words to manipulate 
the masses and to control people. Amen. And this is a sacred place where I believe that every word that is spoken will be measured out. And I believe I will be held responsible for the things I say behind this pulpit. I don't ever want to be guilty of using this pulpit as a platform to promote my own agenda or to promote my own name. Amen? I don't ever want to use the sacred desk of God as a place to presumptuously say things that ought not be said from the pulpit. God forbid that I'd ever use profanity in my preaching. You do know that happens. You better be careful walking on thin ice using the, the, de- the holy sacred desk of God as a platform to do anything but to preach, thus saith the Lord. Amen. I'm not the star of the show Jesus is. Amen. I ought not be the subject matter of my own preaching. The Word of God is the topic and ought to be the topic of every message that's proclaimed. But nowadays it's anything and everything but God's Word that people are preaching. Why? Because they're preaching to people that don't have a hunger for the Word of God. Amen. And that is a sign of the last days as well. People will not endure sound what? Uh Uh-huh. See, to them, doctrine's boring. The Bible's boring. I question whether or not you've been saved if the Bible's boring. The Bible is... You know what that book is that you're you're holding in your lap? It is the manifestation, the written manifestation of God's glory. The Bible says that John wrote this in John chapter number 1. He said, And we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When Jesus was alive on earth, He was the living revelation of God's glory. But let me, uh, all right, let me, I've got to turn somewhere. Y'all's in trouble now. Now I'm, I think I'm on, finally on track. Took me a little while. Hallelujah. Sometimes it takes a train a little bit to get, get to rolling down the track. But then when he does, it's hard to stop him. Amen. Second Corinthians. <laughs> I love the Bible. Hmm. Verse number 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 3. See now in chapter number 4, the Bible talks about the indwelling presence of God's glory that we possess by way of the Holy Spirit. He refers to it as a treasure in earthen vessels. Do you know you got a treasure dwelling in the, within, in the realms and the depths of your heart in the form of the Holy Spirit of God. He is your teacher. He is your guide. He is the one to give you discernment. He is the internal uh, manifestation of God's glory inside you. But look at chapter number 3, verse 18. And if this don't make a Baptist shout, I don't know what will. 
Amen. But we all, with an open face, we, and this, this is compared to, comparative to 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul said, but now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. That is not talking about when Jesus comes. That's talking about the fact that, that when Paul was on earth, God's people did not have in their possession a completed revelation of Scripture. He was writing it at the time. And because of that, he said, now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, and we'll know even also as we are, no are known. Lots of people say, well, when I get to heaven, I'll know even as I'm known. Well, okay, but that's not what that verse means. It means that when you have the Word of God, you're going to be able to know about God and about yourself the same way you are currently already known by God. Alright? So look what he says, verse number 18, 2 Corinthians 3. I know that went over some of you's head. But we all with an open face, no longer a cloudy vision, it's no longer muddy or murky. But, amen, clearly, with an open face, beholding as in a glass. You say, preacher, what's the glass? The Bible. The Word of God is a mirror. It is a glass. As, a, as an open face, you are beholding as in a glass the what? Glory of God, of the Lord. And as you behold... As in a glass, the glory of God, God, not clearly, or not cloudy, but clearly, you are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. You say, preacher, what's your point? This book, it is an external manifestation of God's glory. You possess in your Bibles... Everything written that Jesus was when He was alive here on earth. Christ was a living revelation of God's glory. The Holy Spirit is an internal possession of God's glory. But the Bible is an external, outward expression of God's glory. Amen. And you ought to love your Bible. And if you can say the Bible's boring to me, I'd say you need to find an altar and come to Christ and be saved. We live in a day where men will not endure sound doctrine. Well, does that mean that I need to change the content of my preaching? Amen, just cause the horse, I can lead him to water and he'd rather have chocolate milk? Does that mean I need to lead him to a different fountain? See, how you respond to truth isn't my business. That's between you and God. When I stand before God and give an account before Him, He is not going to judge my, judge my success based on how you respond or react to what I say. All that matters is whether or not I've led the horse to water and made sure that when I get him there that I'm giving him true, pure water to drink. The life-giving power. You know what, the, what again, Paul writing to Timothy, he said... He said, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and sound doctrine. Amen. In other words, I'm supposed to preach the truth when it's in season 
that I'm supposed to preach the truth when it's out of season. You say, oh, preacher, that's easy. Yeah, you do it for a little while. Huh? The Bible is more out of season today than it's ever been. The Bible is more unpopular than it's ever been. But that doesn't change the orders and instructions that I've been given from heaven's throne. Amen. Preach the book. Why? Because the Bible will help you more than all this other mess will. The Word of God will change your life. Sensationalism will hype you up. But it won't help you long term. The Word of God is the food by which we are to be nourished and strengthened. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep preaching the Word of God. Because I believe that is the ter- determining factor on my, the reward I will see, receive when I stand before Jesus one day. Oh, that was introduction, hallelujah. Let me just give you the outline quickly. An instruction, whom shall teach knowledge, verse 9. Knowledge is important. Do you know just because you are educated don't mean you have knowledge? (laughs) Some of the most foolish people in this world have plenty of degrees. Ain't nothing wrong with a degree. Don't be an educated fool, hallelujah. But we ought to strive to become more knowledgeable. Why? Because it's through our knowledge that we grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, have, you ought to have a, a, an unquenchable hunger, thirst, and appetite to learn as much about Jesus as you possibly can. You ought to wake up every day and and pray. Say, Lord, would you give me a craving? Would you help me to be a Bible addict? I can't go one single day without looking into the clearness and the, the, the glass and the glory of God's Word. I'm going to starve to death if I don't. You need to cultivate an appetite for Scripture in your life. Amen. What kind of an appetite do you... What are you hungry for? If you're saved, you ought to hunger after the truths of the Word of God. You you ought not be bored by the Bible. Uh, When it comes to your daily Bible study, you ought to get excited about it. You ought to look forward to it. Uh, That ought to be the, the most favorite time of the day is getting along with God and getting in the book. Because the book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the book. That's the problem. We don't want to look in the glass because we're afraid what we're going to see. Uh-oh. 2 Timothy 3.15 And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Parents, it's important to make sure that your children are trained and educated in the truth of the Word of God. Amen. Their spiritual education is just as important as their physical education. Getting quiet. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be 
truly furnished and all good works. That's not just for a preacher. It's for every Christian. Amen. Maturity comes by way of abiding in the Word of God. Getting in it and stay in it. Keep your nose in the book rather than Facebook. Amen. That's good. Amen. You know what I'm finding? The more time I spend in the book, the less time I have for Facebook. Oh! <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm surprised Dad's not running the pews right now. Amen. Foundation. And whom shall make, or shall he make to understand doctrine? Amen. It's important for you to understand doctrine. You know why deception is is infiltrating the church and is infesting the lives of God's people? Because most churches are filled with Christians who are illiterate as it relates to doctrine. And the reason that they're illiterate when it comes to doctrine is because their preachers no longer preach doctrine. For one thing, they don't, want to, they don't want to offend. They don't want conflict and controversy. Amen. But also, because the devil will, has convinced them that their people don't want to hear doctrine. You know, that's sad. Even myself, sometimes the devil will whisper in my ear, get out of that book of Romans. Your people get bored. Man, we're having some, a time on Sunday nights. If, 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 if the book of Romans, the clear-cut doctrinal truths of, of Paul's letter to the Romans don't light you up, man, oh man, man. It's my job to, to do my best to make sure you understand doctrine. Now, please know that it, I ain't talking about my doctrine. It's what a lot of preachers major on their doctrine. No, his doctrine. It's not my responsibility to conform you to my image, but to His image. Amen. Stay off the hobby horses. Let the rabbits climb the tree by themselves. You stay in the book. Foundation, who shall He make to understand dark doctrine? Doctrine matters. Amen. 1 Peter 2.2 2, As newborn babes desiring... The sincere milk of the Word that ye may grow thereby. Do you have a desire for the principles and the precepts of the Word of God? Hebrews 5.11 Of whom we have many things to say and are hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such have have need of milk and not of strong meat for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil 
exercise your senses by staying in the book so that the preacher don't have to bottle feed you all the time. Amen. See, a lot of preachers, they're still giving out the Similac and the baby formula because they cannot get their people weaned from the milk so that they might be able to partake of the meat of the Word of God. Amen. If you've been saved for any length of time, you ought not still be drinking from the bottle. Hallelujah. You ought to be eating from the table. Interpretation. Precept on precept. Precept on precept. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. This Here we see just the, um, the formula for studying and interpreting the Word of God. And that is precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. You know, when you read your Bible, you ought not judge or determine your... I know this is boring to y'all. Some of you have been ready to eat for a long time. You ain't on the diet I am. Hallelujah. But li listen, when you read your Bible, you ought not to gauge your success by how many verses or chapters you read in a day. A lot of people say, boy, I read three chapters today. Well, what would you get out of it? I don't remember anything I read because I was doing it as I was in the process of falling asleep. <laughs> no, get in the Word of God. Take you a verse or two or three verses and just take it apart. Amen. Take notes. I mean, just take that thing and just... I mean, rightly divide it. Word by word, phrase by phrase. Amen? And you see what God does in your life as He feeds you upon the truths of His Word. Amen? Interpreting God's Word. Knowing this, that no Scripture is of any private interpretation. In other words, I don't have the right to take the Bible and, and make it say what I want it to say. Somebody said, well, you know, this verse may mean one thing to you and one thing to somebody else. No, my friend, somebody's wrong. Now that doesn't mean that I... That doesn't mean it's my interpretation. That doesn't mean I've got it all figured out. I believe when we get to heaven, God's going to have to straighten all of us out about a few things. But I'm telling you, the Word of God is accurate. There is only one interpretation. Correct interpretation of Scripture. You say, well, why are there so many different doctrines and beliefs? Because a lot of people, amen, put their own thoughts and ideas into it. They, they want to uh, uh, uphold the traditions of men more than they do the Word of God. God's Word says what it means. And it means what it says. Retribution. So what did God do? You're not going to be satisfied with the Bible? God said, all right, fine, have it your way. Retribution. For with stammering lips and other tongues will He speak to this people. Now, there's a crowd out there that wants to take this and say, oh, there it is, there's the proof. No, my friend. This is not a favor or a blessing. This is a judgment and a curse. Amen? That because you did not accept and we're not uh, content and satisfied with the pure teachings of 
The Word of God, precept upon precept, line upon line, hear a little, give a little. He said, all right, I'm going I'm to confuse you. Amen? So that you're not going to be able to understand or comprehend what the Bible says. That's where that trance comes in we were talking about. That's where that strong delusion comes in. Amen? You can preach the Word of God today and people will look at you like zombies. Goes in one ear and out the other. Friend, if I ever got to that place to where the Word of God did not have a transforming effect in my life, I'd find me an altar of repentance and beg God to open my eyes and soften my heart. Greatest curse that could ever fall on you is for God to blind your eyes to what the Bible says. For God to say, I'm going to leave you alone. And let you have your way and believe what you want to believe because you were not satisfied with the truth. Let me give you one passage. John 12. That's, this is the one that I had to write down earlier. John 12. Verse number 37. This is terrifying. Ought to terrify us. But though He had done so many miracles before them, yet still they believed Him not. Let me, let me back up a little bit. Verse 35, Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is light with you. Walk while you have the light. Lest darkness come upon you, for he that walketh in darkness. What does it say? Doesn't know where he's going. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed. And what does it say he did? He hid himself from them. That doesn't fit the narrative of the Jesus of today, does it? But though He had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on Him that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which He spake, Lord, whom hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. Because as Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I shall heal them. The curse of spiritual blindness. Because when you had the light, you rejected the light. When light is received, more light is given. When light is rejected, light is withdrawn. And we're seeing a society that is walking in darkness today because... We insulted God and rejected the light that we were given. An intention, verse 12, to whom He said, There is rest wherewith ye may cause the weary rest. And this is the refreshing. Friend, if you're looking for rest today, and if you're looking for spiritual refreshment, it's found in the Word of God. Your world could be falling apart. And God will give you rest. And God will refresh your soul. From the truths of His perfect Word. Rejection. Yet they would not hear. 
Friend, if you're looking for one reason why God judged Judah, book of Jeremiah, over and over again, God warned them, God was patient and long-suffering with them, but yet over and over it says, yet they would not hear. You wouldn't listen. You were not content and satisfied with my word. You wanted something else. And I let you get drunk. Spiritually. Repetition, the, Lord of the, the word of the Lord again was precept, precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. God gave it to them again. But here He gave it to them for a different reason. When, when God gives you truth to enlighten you and you reject it, then He'll give you truth again to condemn you that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken in submission. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem. You say, preacher, how do you summarize all the crazy directions you went in the message this morning? Two things. It's all about the book. Do you know, in reality, that's the only certain thing you and I have to stand on today. It's what the Bible says. People I used to think I could trust, I don't trust anymore. And I promise you, before it's all said and done, there'll be some people that you thought you could put your confidence in, and they're going to fail you, and they're going to let you down, and they're going to lead you astray. The only sure thing that you have in your life i'm talking about a certainty and an assurance that's greater than the trust that exists between you and your spouse you and your family i'm talking about the immutable unchangeable words of god you know what the bible says about itself says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Let me say that again because some of you didn't get it. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That means that no matter what anybody says, no matter what is politically correct or socially acceptable, no matter how... The liberals and the perverts want to twist it and turn it and form it into their own agenda or opinion. You know, taking the Bible and, and trying to use it to prove things that are an abomination in His sight. That doesn't change the fact that when the world's on fire, God's Word will still be standing. More than ever, you need a love relationship with the Word of God. You ought to have more of an infant, intimate relationship with this book than you do anyone or any else, anybody else in your life. That may be the only thing that helps you to survive the perilous days that are now and the even more perilous Confusing, deceiving days that are just around the corner for this world that you're, you and I are living in. Will we be satisfied with the Word of God?
Let's all stand. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you, God, for helping me today to preach. The devil fought me. Tried to even make me question whether or not I was on the right track. But Lord, I believe you have verified your message today. Lord, I pray that you'd help us all to examine our hearts and see what our attitude is towards the Bible. Do we have a, a take-it-or-leave-it attitude? Is it something that we can do without? God, help me to ever get to the point where I can go one, day, one, one single day without getting in the book. God, help me to be a Bible addict. Maybe we just need to come to the altar and say, Lord, you help me to fall in love all over again with the pages of your precious word. God, that it might be honey <laughs> to our lips. The sweetest taste that I ever comes against my taste buds is the principles and the precepts of the Word of God. God, I pray that Your Word might be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Oh God, that I would hide Your Word in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. Lord, I pray that Your Word might be the instruction manual not just for my life, but for my family and for our church. God, this nation was founded upon, thus saith the Lord. And God, help us as a country to get back to what the Bible says. God, help us to uphold Your Word when it's popular to do so and unpopular. Lord, the Bible's more out of season today than it's ever been. But God, Father, it is the secret to my success. Oh God, Lord. Father, Lord, if we might be in danger of led astray by things that are contrary or outside the parameters of Scripture, God, help us to get back in within the sheepfold.